0: briefly that I've been hammering on the whole show because I just, I firmly believe you have to establish law and order in a society or nothing good is going to happen. Nothing good is going to happen as long as you got just chaos reigning and people get the idea of hey, this is okay now. Uh, ben Shapiro tweeted this this morning. New York City was thoroughly looted last night. And it was, man, if you haven't seen the videos. It just, it was like, hey, we're open for business if you want to smash stuff. You just, it's just okay now. People just walk in the streets smashing out windows in in some of the most expensive stores in New York. Anyway, New York City was thoroughly looted last night, Ben Shapiro tweets. Cops across the country were targeted. Tens of millions of law-abiding Americans were locked in their houses because of curfews. But by all means, let's focus on the photo op of Trump holding a Bible outside a church.
1: Right, That's the big thing that happened. All right, then.
0: You it's it's not that you can only cover one story, and if you think that that was a travesty, fine, talk about it. But it is a big deal that the most important city in the world, New York City, would just just people were just running
1: wild, doing whatever they wanted, right? And nobody stopped smash,
0: it.
2: Smash, smash, smash!
1: La- yeah. Uh, coming up, Laura Logan with uh, a, a fabulous bit of information about who the black clad. Smashers and brick chuckers are—I mean, other than just the thieves—they're—they're um, they're just thieves. Um, but that's coming up in a couple of minutes. So the president yesterday did a conference call with—I believe—all fifty of the nation's governors, or darn close to it. So it wasn't just the Republican governors; it was all the governors. Oh, it was all of them because uh, old uh, w- w- Governor Whitmer of Michigan came out—you know—the second the phone clicked and her made hus- a strong statement about how terrible it her was. Her
0: husband ever get her fishing boat in the dock off the dock? In no, the water? I
1: believe yeah, he got it in the water in in the part of the state he wasn't supposed to be, but he is the the uh, <laughs> the governor's husband. Uh, meanwhile, JB Pritzker's uh, wife still uh, does whatever she wants in Illinois. Uh, rules for thee, not for me. Yet, at any rate, the uh, the president was on the the phone with a bunch of governors, and by golly, he brought it. He was not messing around. Let's start with clip 34. I know Governor Walz is
2: on the phone, and, and we spoke. And uh, I fully agree with the way he handled it the last couple of days. I asked him to do that. Get a lot of men. We have all the men and women that you need. The people aren't calling them up. You have to dominate. If you don't dominate, you're wasting your time. They're going to run over you. You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. You have to dominate.
1: That was a LBJ-esque, wasn't it? Bunch of jerks. You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. All right, next clip. You have to arrest people, and you have to try people. And they
2: have to go to jail for long periods of time. I saw what happened in Philadelphia. I saw what happened in Dallas where they kicked a guy to death. I don't know if he died or not, but if he didn't, it's a a miracle what they did to him. They were kicking him like I've never seen anything like it in my life. People don't talk about that. They don't talk about that. But I saw what happened in Dallas, and those kids, are all on camera. They're wise guys. And it's coming from the radical left. You know it. Everybody knows it, but it's also looters, and it's people that figure they can get free stuff by running into stores and running out with television sets. I saw it. Uh, Kid has a a lot of stuff. He puts it in the back of a brand new car and drives off. You have every one of these guys on uh, tape. Why why aren't you prosecuting them?
1: There are times Trump sounds like your uncle after two drinks. (laughs) I agree with him there. All right, one more uh, clip. Uh, this, uh, by the way, this was a, 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 uh, a private call with the governors, which was immediately leaked by both sides, chapter and verse. Uh, the Republicans saying, ain't this great? And the, and the Democrats saying, oh, my God, this is a horror. And clip 36.
2: Now, the harder you are, the tougher you are, the less likely it is that you're going to be hit. There's a movement. We found out in delivering supplies to various places in various states. Your people know about it now. But we found out many things. It's like a movement. And it's a movement that if you don't put it down, it'll get worse and worse. This is like Occupy Wall Street. It was a disaster. Until one day somebody said, that's enough. And they just went in and wiped them out. Until the last summer I heard the name Occupied Wall Street. Until today, when I heard about it, I heard Occupied Wall Street. I haven't heard about it. I heard about it today. For the first time in a long time. They were there for forever, it seemed on wall street they closed up wall street the financial district of the world and they had total domination they were ordering pizzas they were nobody did anything and then one day somebody said that's enough you get in out of here within two hours and it was a it was bedlam for an hour and then after that everything was beautiful
1: there you go crack down get tough we we're talking earlier how you got your legit protesters, you got your protesters who think the only way to get over is to smash stuff, you got your thieves and looters, and then your fourth group is your revolutionary uh leftist extremist types who the uh, according to Laura Logan, the New York Times and others are calling a conspiracy theory, they're not really doing anything. Um but Laura posted, here's the action plan for the people you see in black on every street where there are riots. And it's the 10 points of action of the revolutionary abolitionist movement. This is the Antifa folks. One, and 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 uh, I'm looking at you, Portlandia. I'm looking at you, a lot of musicians who are very sympathetic because well, they're anti-fascist. Who are
0: you hearing, Jack? Was, oh yeah, we got to play that. We oh, got, yeah. we've got that clip. Yeah, let's play this that. is uh, this is from a newscast. I believe it was NBC. It was on radio stations across America. I just said crossed with a T for some reason.
1: You're, um, a, you're a country boy. Um, uh,
0: so this is uh, the way they handle it. What, which which cut is that? He
1: told, I thought he told me we had that. We had I think we have it. Do we have this cheesecake one?
0: You see someone a, actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the cheesecake factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that.
1: Was no. that what you were asking for? <laughs> no, no. But I'm glad <laughs> Representative of their work cut fifty-one. Oh boy. Antifa, short for anti-fascist, describes an unknown number of loosely affiliated far-left militant activist groups and individuals who act in opposition to what they regard as fascism all over the world. One whose heritage goes back to the radicals who resisted Mussolini and Hitler in Italy and Germany a century ago. Mark Bray, author of Antifa, the Anti-Fascist Handbook. That is hilariously incompetent. So they just stated, they they just, they read the press
0: release from Antifa on NBC News. And called it news. Right. Antifa, which stands for anti-fascist and goes back to the days of fighting against uh, Nazis and racists all across the world. Utterly embarrassing. How about that? No wonder it's hard to 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 win this argument.
1: So here is your uh, ten points of action. Here's what these people believe. And here's what uh, some, certainly not all, but some left-leaning folks uh, around you sympathize with. partly because they've heard from the New York Times and NBC freaking news that, well, they're anti-fascist. Like the Nazis? Oh, I'm anti-Nazi too. So I excuse you if you're just misinformed. Here's your ten points of action. Number one, liberation will be won by any means necessary. Two, we will destroy the state, police, military, corporations, and all those who run the American plantation. So they will destroy everything.
0: Three, we so, will, their, their, so their capitalism is their problem?
1: They believe we're all uh, well, suffering at the, the... The government, the police, the military, corporations, everything. Hmm. Uh, they, I, I always have trouble wrapping my head
0: around anarchists. I don't quite... I always, I'm always looking for the thread that I can at least understand, even if I don't agree with it. But it's always just so...
1: Anarchists of the world unite. Yeah. We will live with dignity in a world without prisons. There you go. No, no prisons at all. Four, systems of punishment will be abolished. There will be no law to enforce, no money to protect.
0: No money, no law, no prisons,
1: no money. Right. Five, revolutionary justice will be determined by those who are oppressed. Chairman Mao, Khmer Rouge, look it up. Six, there will be no government. No person or group will have power over another. That is hilarious. Um, You just said that revolutionary justice will be determined by those who are oppressed, and any power they wield is appropriate.
0: So that's what these professors that got arrested in New York, this is what they would believe.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Well, they're not professors. They're lawyers who went to high-dollar law schools. Yeah.
1: Seven, communities will make decisions about how they live and will make sure that everyone has what they need to live a dignified life. Sure, they will. And define make sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How's that going to happen? How are you going to produce these goods? You just ended the economy. These people are so friggin' delusional. They're like angry children.
0: Yeah, and if you're if you you you're okay with Antifa smashing stuff because, you know, this guy got murdered in Minneapolis, which he did, um, you know, look at different Antifa videos when they're in Portland and they're just attacking people in their cars driving down the street.
1: Right. Beating up oldsters who dare to, you know, drive down the street. Uh, eight, point eight, land is not property. It is alive, communal, and must be protected. Nine, alongside international comrades, we will destroy all borders for the free movement of people everywhere. And finally, point number ten, militant networks will defend our revolutionary communities. Liberation begins where America dies. Hmm. These are your black clad friends, Chuck no, and
0: Wait a second, I heard NBC News. We just, we played it a second ago.
1: Antifa, short for anti-fascist, describes an unknown number of loosely affiliated far-left militant activist groups and individuals who act in opposition to what they regard as fascism all over the world. One whose heritage goes back to the radicals who resisted Mussolini and Hitler in Italy and Germany a century ago.
0: I get it, Mussolini and Hitler,
1: so I'm on their side. Right, absolutely. Uh, Except they want to smash and end every small business, every business, every job. They want to let murderers and serial rapists out of prison.
0: You know, um, uh, Tim for Tim the Lawyer, uh, he had an interesting tweet yesterday of where all this, um, these attitudes came from. And it's because of the textbooks that were in our school written by one Howard Zinn. Yes. Uh, more on that in a moment if you don't know what we're talking about.
2: In the
1: face of such indecency, we must resolve to be decent. We believe this country has a future. We intend for our children to live and thrive here. That is what we are defending. All our leaders do is set us against each other. They stage a never-ending national cockfight for their profit and amusement. But we're not going to play along. We will love our neighbors relentlessly in spite of all of it. Not because they look like us or share our political views, but we love them because they are human beings and they are Americans. Those are the bonds that tie us together, the bonds our leaders seek to destroy. We can't let them. Wow, so I'm sorry. I was, uh, I was actually getting ready for what we're going to do in a couple of minutes, but he said our leaders are staging a human cockfight To keep us all at each other's throats. For their power and amusement? Is that more or less what he said? For their benefit? Their benefit, yeah.
0: I don't know if amusement. I don't think they care about amusement.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Because that's long been one of the uh, sacred A&G points. That the great contest of our time is not R versus D. It's, It's P versus G. It's the people versus the government. Um, the government overreach, overspending, uh, you know, over control, over regulation, the rest of it. And I'm not some sort of radical Antifa jackass. I'm just telling you that the, the, this country was found on the idea, founded on the idea that you, if you do not control the government, it will ruin you. It will oppress you. And yet we're all screaming at each other as, as all those things that we should be worried about are happening in spades.
0: By the way, and I know I said this yesterday, but Biden gave a speech today and he said the president of the United States must be part of the solution, not part of the problem. This president today is part of the problem and accelerates it. E- even if you believe that, if you believe the Trump going into the church photo op thing was a horror or whatever, <clears throat> I-, I do need to remind you because this is absolutely true. Barack Obama. Probably in your eyes then, did everything right, said all the right things, did all right things, and race relations got markedly worse according to all polls. Mm-hmm. Pew, Gallup, you, you know, pick your favorite poll. Race relations got worse. There's, there's, it, it's beyond the, a president to handle. So I, I think making it seem like, uh, the right president is the answer to this is, well, then nothing's ever going to get fixed.
1: Right. You know, I I came across a really interesting piece of information uh, the other day that in 1962-63, just before the the big, I wasn't there personally, Michael, it's not a personal reminiscence, it was, you know, a note from history, but Joe wasn't born. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Gladys, our harpist, thought it was a. She She
0: was in her 40s. Gladys
1: was. I don't mind Gladys playing it, but you poked her, I mean, like really hard to wake her up, and that was rude. Anyway, uh, back pre the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act and everything uh, uh, back in the day, uh, Gallup polls showed most of white America didn't think that there was uh, much problem with racism. Um, When there were awful problems with racism. It's just a lack of awareness. Mm. You look around your neighborhood, you don't see it. You work with some black folks, you like them, they like you. You barbecue on the weekends, you just, you know, you don't see it. And so we need to continue to address racial disharmony in this country, just like every single country on earth does. The idea that it's uniquely white or uniquely American is just, you're ignorant. You don't know. These problems, These people are slaughtering each other like crazy over ethnic differences. I mean machine-gunning villages, men, women, children, oldsters, over ethnic tension. We didn't invent this. And we absolutely have to deal with it. But we can't be dealing with it when... Thieves and and maniacs and and revolutionary a-holes are smashing up our cities. We've got to get control of it. And we got to stop hating on each other. I mean, we really, really do. This is the whipped-up, hot, hot rhetoric everywhere. We were talking during the commercials, Jack and I, about... um, how uh, Jonah Goldberg is now checked out of Twitter, except all he does is post dog pictures. <laughs> and, and too many. I don't care about your dog. I like dogs. I don't care about your dog nearly as much as you think I do. Um, but uh, man, I would like. I would like. I posted to, dog pictures yesterday, too. I would like. You're just as bad as him. Does your dog have nail
0: polish on it? It does. Okay. What? Yes. Okay. I was amazed that somebody picked up on that. Yeah. I got, I got home yesterday. I'll have to tell the story when we get back. What brand brand of
1: weirdo are you? (laughs) I'm just
0: Diane, noticed it in the picture on the, uh, the Twitter
1: feed. Days of the end of the Roman Empire. Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Should talk a little bit about George will's opinion piece in uh in The Washington Post today. He's hated Trump since Trump uh, showed up on the scene day one, but um he now is calling for Republicans to lose the Senate uh Yarg as one of the thinker writers in the uh, Republican side of politics for decades and decades. Anyway, more on that coming up later. Uh, this did come up because I was well, we were talking about how uh Twitter is so ugly. Some people have gone to just posting dog pics just because they don't want to get involved in the political stuff. Twitter is, what's Jim Rome, the sports guy, always say? He's absolutely right. It is the best thing ever and the worst thing ever. It's amazing how it can be both at the same time. Sometimes I think I'm getting information immediately from an event in a way that was not possible ever in human history. It's incredible. In a
1: range uh, of uh, points of view.
0: Unfiltered people there at the scene, blah, blah, blah. Or, or information, those of you tweeting out stuff, and I can take in you know people that know the kind of thing we're looking for and tweet it, and then I find it, and it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you post a picture of your kid on a bicycle, and uh, you get uh, endless hate from malcontents, and you think, well, what is wrong with humanity? Right. It just goes off. But anyway... So I tweeted a couple of pictures of uh, uh, the, the new pug yesterday. Um, and uh, Well, when I got home from yesterday, um, I walked in the door, and I was there a while, and I could tell something was up with the kids just by the way, they they, they they the looks on their faces, mm-hmm. and they said, have you noticed anything? And whenever they say, yeah, that could be anything. Could be oh, anything yeah. in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you noticed anything? I'm looking around the house. No. Did somebody get a haircut or what? Anything? Give you a hint, dog. Anyway, they had uh, Henry had come up with the idea of painting Mimi's toenails because she is a girl dog. Painting her toenails.
1: Yeah. Red. I'm assuming. Uh,
0: purple. Ah, oh. that's the color my wife is going with currently. Quirky. Yeah. Anyway, so when I posted <clears> the <throat> pictures of the uh, the dog, I hadn't even thought of it, but uh, one of our Twitter followers noticed that the dog's toenails are painted,
1: which is odd. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. It's a little disturbing. Oh uh, yeah,
0: no doubt. Um, so, you
1: yeah. you're, you're not dating it. Are you Just,
0: I mean, <laughs> no, she's a, she's a child.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. geez. No. So sorry. She's a puppy. She's so sorry. 11 yeah. 11 weeks damn. old. Or something. Wow. That's sick. Yeah. Sick. Um, <laughs> does it wear makeup? Just drink Chardonnay?
0: Doesn't need to. She's young. She's young. She has no wrinkles. Right. Like that. Yeah.
1: Right. It's easy to pull off that look when yep. your skin's all tight. And- <laughs> yeah. You're looking good. And fresh.
0: Uh we fresh. Sick. We have a, sick. We have a good ongoing dialogue between the male pug and the female pug as if they're like in a dating relationship or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say she'll go over to her food bowl and Pup, the male, will say, hey, back away from the food dish I notice you're getting a little hippie. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Pupcito, don't say that. Not okay. Don't, no. Not okay to say Never that. Never okay. No. Good Lord. I not even think that. Um so uh Tim Sanford tweeted this out yesterday and I thought it was so good. Do
1: I look fat in this fur? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Howard Zinn bears no small, small amount of responsibility for what's going on in the streets today. Indeed he would have been proud of it. And then he tweeted a link to this review of a new book called Debunking Howard Zinn.
1: Oh, I'm buying it
0: now. Exposing the fake history that turned a generation against America. If you don't know who Howard Zinn is, he wrote a book called The People's History of the United States. And it is full of crap. It is absolutely full of crap. And this review of the book, reviewing the book, is by Michael Burlingame, who wrote, wrote the, the greatest Lincoln book of all time. And I'm a Michael Burlingame fan anyway. But anyway, he writes about this. The People's History of the United States, written by Howard Zinn. Oh, and the, the, the key to it is that this book that's incredibly full of crap, and it all comes from the angle of America is to blame for everything, particularly white America and you know, colonial America is to blame for every, every bad thing that's happened on Earth. In the last 400 years is Mm -hmm. because of the United States. And it ended up being the text that they teach from in our schools all across the country and colleges. Yeah. So your kids almost certainly have learned stuff from this freaking piece of crap book.
1: And a great deal of it is filtered down into high school and elementary schools as well. Sure. And that's indoctrinated our children. And as
0: as Tim points out, that's why a lot of people in the streets believe are as angry as they are, Mm -hmm. because they were taught these things as children. And I'll just read a little bit of Burlingame's uh, uh, critique of Howard Zinn's book. In a 2012 survey conducted by the left-leaning History News Network, asking readers to identify the least credible history book in print, A People's History won second place behind some Jefferson book you've never heard of that was, I'm sure, full of lies also. But the difference being A People's History ended up being the freaking textbook your kids are learning from. Mm-hmm. Finished second place in a left-leaning survey of most full-of-crap books. That's amazing. Some respondents condemned Zinn's work as cheap propaganda and the historian's equivalent of medical malpractice. And goes through all kinds of different historians who have just torn apart his book on why it's so wrong about. So much of the stuff that you've heard about Columbus and the founding fathers and slavery and other countries and their uh, handling of slavery and all these things, is just completely false. Yeah. And he wrote it in a history book, and we used it in our schools, and a lot of that is what you're seeing on the streets. They're mad because they were, they're were they misinformed in some cases. Right. No, no, a guy got murdered last week by a cop. A black guy got murdered by a white cop. That's why people are mad. But a lot of the attitudes that people bring to the story with them Come from this full of crap Howard Zinn book. Right.
1: Everybody who spouted the insane and inane phrase, America's the most racist country on earth, uh, read Howard Zinn, guaranteed. Oh, the stuff your kids say about Thanksgiving, all the stuff
0: that makes you roll your eyes,
1: came from that Howard Zinn book. You know, I'll grant you that a lot of education in, you know, say the post WW2 period was whitewashed, no uh, intentional choice of words there, that, you know, it was. You know, you only have a limited amount of time to teach kids stuff, and it was mostly about the triumphs and the progress of this country, which I don't think is a bad thing. I will ask you this, uh, friends of a similar vintage, uh, you're moving into middle age, you got a little gray around the temples, you can't pull off the no-makeup look like those youngsters we were talking about. The education we got was primarily about America's triumphs and progress and the good stuff, right? Have you missed out on learning the bad stuff? I'm guessing the answer is no. Like us, you've heard plenty of it. You're more than familiar with the the injustices, the sins of this country. You know, I'm reminded of Churchill saying about democracy, the U.S. is the worst country, except for all the others that have ever been tried.
0: So the reverse, I don't know if you can say the reverse is true, because I know some kids in some schools are learning today all the awful things we've done, and uh, will they get the good stuff filtered to them? Not unless they seek
1: it out. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And meanwhile, you're tearing apart the greatest experiment in self-governance ever seen on Earth. Uh, The country that's brought freedom and prosperity to billions and billions of people. Torn apart because nothing is is being taught but, but the negatives, which we're working on. We're always working on them. We've been working on them from the beginning. Great deal more to come. A quick note on home security, which is especially relevant uh, to 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 some folks in certain areas uh, right now, but really relevant to all of us. Uh, Simply Safe is the best home security system you can buy. The best, according to U.S. News and World Report. That's not just like your opinion, man. No, no way. Uh, but the fact that it's less expensive and easier to deal with, in addition to being the best one. It's a it's a winner. Simply Safe is a huge winner.
0: I don't know where you live, but you might want a security system now more than you did a couple of weeks ago. It's just a good idea anyway, and you can afford it less than uh, or around fifty cents a day. No long contract that you're locked into. If for some reason you decide you don't like it, I think you will like it though. You ordered online. The click of a button, you open the box, you place the sensors, you plug it in, and your home is now protected around the clock. Yeah. No technician or salesperson involved. You did it yourself. It's awesome. And there's no risk. Free shipping and a 60 day money back guarantee.
1: You're going to like it. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Get all the info. Simply is with S-I-M-P-L-I. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. The blows continue to rain down on Joe Exotic. Who I believe is still in an Oklahoma jail, right? Uh, Yeah, I think that's correct. Guess who just got control of his beloved zoo slash meth den slash production studio. Sexing up the young and impressionable slash production studio. Anyway, give you one guess who's got control of the zoo now. Alex Baldwin. Nope. You're going to need two guesses. Carol Baskin.
0: Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snack him. What's happening? <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? So yeah. she possibly fed her husband to tigers, and then she gets. Probably. And she's going to just go free. And uh, yeah. I think Trump needs to turn from Scarborough to Carol Baskin.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not sure that would be helpful. But yeah, the and today's uh, the perfect day to do it. Yeah, the U.S. district judge ruled that the uh, blah 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 zabadabadoo settlement blah blah blah. So she gets the zoo.
0: How does that? You know, I don't Shri- care. I don't actually care. But I just, I just assume if somebody wants to murder me and gets caught, I don't then get their house.
1: Joseph Schreibvogel, aka Joseph Maldonado slash Passage, aka Joe Exotic. Uh, Later, admitted under oath that the zoo land was transferred to her by Maldonado to remove it from the reach of creditors, um, etc., etc. I don't know, Uh, and I don't really care. This is the last mention of the Tiger Monarch, I think you will ever hear on this show.
0: (laughs) What's happening?
1: Just want to let you know they snacking, Um, and uh, Carol Baskin gets the zoo. I don't know what happened to Jeff, the weirdly frightening gangsta Las Vegas uh, bandana-wearing guy. I thought he owned the zoo.
0: He was a creep also.
1: He is, he is, he is scary.
0: All kinds of scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, bringing Tiger Cubs into the casinos so we could get strippers to come up and hang out with him. Just...
1: That's creative to me. I don't have any real problem. <laughs> Everybody wins in that scenario. <laughs> I mean, you're a stripper. Everyone you're going to be taking wins. off your clothes and shaking your stuff for tips, right? Yeah. Except that night. You do the aforementioned, and you get to pet a tiger.
0: Tigers like it. They're getting petted. Right. You're hanging around with strippers and tigers. Right. I guess you're right. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. <laughs> uh, <sighs> do we want to talk about the George Will Call in the Washington Post? Or? We don't have to. I don't well, know, we can just politics mention and- I want
1: you guys to. Oh, settle down. <laughs> well, I tell you what. We'll argue bitterly during the commercials, and you will hear the result next.
2: Armstrong and- The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, boy. I just, I'm exhausted by all of it. I don't know what you want. I feel like my compass is broken of what you want. You, the listener.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to
0: trust my instincts. I just came across this so... um. Uh... This is the perfect photo right here. I paused the TV. There's Trump on the steps of that church across the street from the White House. You ever been in that church? Pretty cool. Because all, almost all, every president since the third one have been uh, going there.
1: I have been by it. I have not penetrated
0: it. It's, it's, worth, it's worth it if you get the chance. But anyway, so Trump was there yesterday and he either did or didn't clear out peaceful protesters. All of the media is telling you he did. Some of the media, well, the police themselves are saying they did not. But whatever. Pass that for a second. Um, Trump is standing there with a Bible in his hand and um, in that picture right there, and uh, it was just pointed out by someone, and I think they're right. That is the sort of thing, it's a rare occurrence, but that will be used by Biden's side as a commercial and Trump's side as a commercial. That Mm -hmm. same picture, you don't need any caption. For Trump, that very photo of him holding the Bible, standing on the steps of the church, helps him, and for Biden, it helps him. It's not that easy to pull that off, is it? Where you have a single picture, you don't even need to spin it. Right. Each side interprets it in a way that boosts their side.
1: Right. Well, likewise, the conference call with the governors yesterday, it was immediately leaked by Republicans saying, the president's showing up strong, and by Democrats saying, the lunatic.
0: So, uh, Brett Baird just tweeted out that, uh, the, the, that Trump is going to go with, at least for the time being, because who knows where we're going to be with the election. This could calm down in a week, and uh, in a month it'll seem like ancient history. Yeah. The virus could be uh, gone. It'd be awesome if the economy turned around that quickly. But, uh, I mean, we, who knows what we'll be discussing coming November. But for right now... I, seriously, I can't picture June
1: 20th. <laughs> right. Sure. Well, last month was like 18 weeks long, wasn't right. it? So <laughs> you're asking me to try to picture November. Can't even do it. Right.
0: But so for now, uh the idea is that Trump is going to be the law and order candidate. That people, I'm, and I'm feeling this way, looking at TVs are thinking, we need law and order. We just need freaking law and order right now. The streets need to be taken back. Um uh And then he's going to run on that. So I had a point. What was my Curse point? Of the Ron streets may be
1: taken back by June 20th.
0: I had a point I was building to. Oh, okay, getting to that. Um, backing that up, that there's a certain crowd out there that just wants law and order. Uh, the fact that in the last three months, it's the third consecutive month since we've, you know, we just, we, the numbers are in for May. Third consecutive month of record high gun sales. Six million guns have been sold since the coronavirus outbreak began.
1: Yeah, I bought a. I bought one hundred and seventy-five thousand myself. Just, well, wouldn't
0: know, you, you make a dent in this number?
1: Prepared. I need to pick up some ammo. Six million in my guns. Idiot state. You gotta like have your birth mother there with you to attest that you're you to buy a simple box of. Forty-five caliber hollow points.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, if you if you follow this sort of thing, you know that every time there's a school shooting, social unrest, whatever it is, gun sales spike. Yeah, but you look at the graph. This is kind of like those unemployment graphs: spike, 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 spike. Now that's a spike. The last couple of months, just huge out of the you know what do you call that uh, when you're way off the graph? Sure, um, uh, an outlier. And that, yeah, outlier numbers. But three months in a row. Um, of record gun sales. Six million guns sold in three months. I'm in the wrong in of business. Yeah, that's something.
1: So we promised you that we would uh, bring you the outcome of our bitter argument over the George F. Will uh, scathing uh, undressing of Donald J. Trump in the Washington Post.
0: I've got his book right here. This giant giant
1: book that I have not read that I keep meaning to. He Just wrote have all it of be- that? have it behind you during your uh, your Skype appearances. I do
0: have it behind me. I hope this your doesn't uh,
1: Zoom interview.
0: The conservative sensibility that's the book he's most proud of, where he puts together basically a history of conservatism. Mm. Considers himself a true uh, conservative. Writing in the Washington Post today, not flattering things about the Republican Party or Trump and the senators. Uh, that are Republican and and pre-Trump, was he a pretty effective guy at having kind of conservatives ear? was he a, a... oh God okay. yeah among the the leading yeah. lights in the nation for decades.
1: One so. of the super heavyweights it doesn't exactly have the common touch. He's uh, he's one of your intellectual leaders of conservatism.
0: I think he enjoys using words people have to look up. Yes. I think he goes out of his way to do it <laughs> indubitably. Maybe it's just because I only know seventeen words,
1: right. <laughs> Um, but he also he absolutely lays the wood to uh, the media and various uh, liberals, but he doesn't think that uh, with Trump around that conservatism can flourish.
0: And he wants the Republicans uh, in the Senate to lose. He wants Republicans to lose the Senate and be punished for supporting Trump.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, the opening sentence has to do with the the president, and the, you remember the controversy over the inauguration crowd size and the picture. And this is George Will's opening sentence, and I'm just reading it because it's it's out there, and a lot of people are talking about it. This unraveling presidency began with the crybaby in chief banging his spoon on his high chair tray to protest a photograph, et cetera, et cetera. Um. That's 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 somewhat dismissive.
0: He does he does uh, you know if that's annoying to you he does take on the so-called resistance oh, just and uh, and how much damage they're doing slaps some silly. Uh also it's pretty it's pretty darn interesting read. Uh but anyway does that have any effect on anything in the modern world? Back in the day a George Will column could could have an effect on policy and decision making among the powerful. Does it anymore? I'm not sure it does.
1: Probably not for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, we're, we're all in our camps and we're hardcore pro our camp and anti the other one. And secondly, it used to be with a couple of exceptions. There just wasn't that much difference between the Republican candidate and the Democratic candidate. There was some difference, and it was significant, but it wasn't nearly like it is today in terms of policy. you got one side wanting to install the socialist states of America, um, and then I guess the other side wants to spend us into oblivion but claim we're not, the Republicans. So Maybe there isn't that much difference between, but there's a hell of a lot more ideological uh, dislike going on these days. So, yeah, you're going to vote for your side. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>